0: Hey, welcome to this episode of the Pearl Dialogues. My name is Wazi, and together with Eileen, I host this podcast. For those of you who are new to this, the Pearl Dialogues is conversations with teachers of the Diamond Approach, and the Diamond Approach is a school that explores the nature of reality and also our human potential. In this episode, I have a conversation with Britta. It's a very intimate personal dialogue where we dive into the topic of narcissism. We dive into the topic of the pearl and the personal essence that's very central to the Dhamma Approach teaching we dive into the point which is linked to our true identity, the discovery of what what we are. As always, I invite you to be present and to sense yourself listening to this episode. This particular podcast is very oriented towards presence, being in the now and exploring from that basis of presence. Finally, I wanna give thanks to everyone who took the time to fill out the feedback form that I've added into the description. It's a pleasure and really uh, nourishing to meet with you. Some of you have had uh, conversations with some of the listeners that is after they filled out the form. I also want to give thanks to everyone who has reached out to me and yeah, just shared their experience with this podcast. It is really touching to hear how it impacts you. And also all of you who have written comments on, on YouTube, I do read them and I do appreciate them. So I very much welcome that, that sense of engagement. Uh, it means a lot. And with that, I'm going to close and, and yeah, wish you a wonderful journey with this. So the first thing that comes to me being here with you is I'm drawn to ask about your background, where you come from and what brought you to where you are today. Yeah.
1: Yeah, let's see what comes. I'm, I was born in Germany, 50 um, some, 54 years ago and um and i lived there for about uh, 20 years um i studied in hamburg i studied languages and literature and uh, i studied portuguese there uh, and I, uh, with a scholarship to study portuguese i came to lisbon to portugal when i was 20 21 about 21 and um that was a very important shift in my life moving to portugal and i live in portugal since then so for over 30 years and what i what was important when i came here um it really felt like an inner, I, I didn't think about what I was doing really. I just decided to move and I loved the language. I love languages and uh, I loved the language. And when I came, um, I didn't know anyone, but I felt there was no fear or I felt at ease. And I I, I still love the the kind of light, in the kind of portuguese soul on a collective level feels very heart centered which i felt drawn to and um i discovered the ocean when i came and i started to um meditate on my own i just decided to sit every day and have been since and uh And something opened that had to do with light, with inner light and outer light. Um, And so I started first also working as a translator, as a a teacher of German um, for for a few years. And then I, throughout all the time, I have been very interested in... um, in inner in work in reading a lot about psychology, spirituality um and then I decided to start a training in Switzerland. Uh, it's called psychoenergetics which is a um, um spiritually informed uh, Therapeutic psychotherapy, but it's right on the edge between spiritual work and and therapeutic work. Um, and it had um, it brought to me that sense of um, felt consciousness in the presence and felt consciousness were already there um being. I learned about that and I um, started to wonder a lot at that time about um, I had access or I felt something eternally perfect and true and timeless, that sense of the timelessness of our being that is perfect. And then there was something that I felt that was developing, that was maturing, that was learning. And I was so. I was so intrigued, passionately intrigued, about what's the relationship between that which is always eternally perfect uh, and that which is learning. And what does that mean? That what is it that is learning? If it's not the ego, if it's... So, later on, coming to the Diamond reproach, I, I understood that I was curious about, and and the pearl was somehow awakening Um, which is which is that which is uh, the timeless being becoming human Um, being being human like bringing those qualities and integrating into a human existence where we learn how to be in the world and so I was where I didn't know yet, but it feels some of that was working in me. and um, later on it was through working as a psychoenergetic practitioner, which I still also do. Um, so that the, I was starting to have questions about how how do I work with that what we call the inner critic, um, how to be open, how to be non-judgmental. Uh, with our experience so that it can unfold and I didn't I didn't I had difficulties at the time I felt something was missing in my training and uh, um, and also the spiritual nature of what I wanted to do what what I was feeling with uh, with others I didn't find answers and someone at the time told me well why don't you look up that guy which turned out to be uh, Hamid or Almas. And um, at the time, and I started reading. Uh, the first book I found was, was the, the Point of Existence, which is one of the heavier readings. And I just felt delighted from the very f- first pages I started to read. It was so speaking to... Um, what I was looking for and it made sense. So that's that's a bit some of the background in terms of um how, how how I came to the diamond approach. What's interesting is also for my work as a in psychoenergetics, I drew I drew a kind of a symbol or, or um, how do you say logo um um logotype or I don't remember the word. And and it and it was actually a pearl in a bowl like that you know a pearl in a bowl and that that deeply touched me that had to do with how I what I felt at the time without knowing yet so I hadn't heard about the pearl um, in the diamond approach and at the same time if you look from above you, you you just I felt for a long time I always had that image coming of a you have have a circle and a point in the center. Hmm. which which somehow now I feel it's really that the point and the pearl together and I but I didn't know and I didn't understand at the time it just kept um coming up already so and in terms of um relationships so I'm I'm married to a Portuguese man he's also in the work and um we are now together for 30, 31 years, I think, and we have a daughter um, who is 28 years old, and uh, so already grown young woman, Um, and I live uh, close to Lisbon, so an hour from Lisbon, on the countryside, Uh, we have a garden, and I really like to be in a in a beautiful it's a it's a very quiet environment uh close to the ocean um Mm. that's that's a little bit of my background
0: Mm. yeah and i want to add a beautiful interior i really enjoy how you yeah the the environment (laughs) you're in so beautiful Mm. thank you and thank you for sharing um And it's so funny that you should mention the point of existence because I actually have that book here, Mm -hmm. (laughs) funnily enough. And it's the book I've been reading over Christmas. So that was was such an interesting, interesting uh, synchronicity.
1: Yeah, in what way is it? Is it alive in you now? What, what What is it that is touching you?
0: Have difficulty uh, expressing it in words. Actually, <clears throat> um, if I if I tune into it in in how it's exp- expressing itself or have it, how it has been expressing itself, ooh, it is uh, really ooh, uh, challenging. Actually, it's challenging my whole. Um, hmm. Yeah, so what is brought about is a very deep sense of deficiency, actually, I've been I've gotten Mm. in touch with a sense of deficiency, a sense of uh, weakness, feeling weak um, from really diving into this work, which revolves around narcissism and uh, Mm. understanding our own narcissism and also Um, mm. how we cont- continuously try to maintain our narcissistic equilibrium. So that sense mm. of mm, our sen- our normal sense of identity somehow. So I'm seeing how that is manifesting in my life, in my uh, reality and in my psyche. And after having, you could say, started to really understand that mechanism of um, how my ego continuously tries to maintain itself somehow. It's really confronted with, confronted me with, with a lot of mm, truths and, and falsehoods about myself and what I've taken myself to be, what I take myself to be, and also how that's such is a, such a deep, deep process that is happening now. And actually, before coming on to this this, uh, podcast, I was riding my bus uh, back from work. I I work at a primary school. And while I was at work, I was able to function, but I felt myself to be reduced. I didn't have the same ability to, uh, or I was a bit tired somehow, I was a bit heavy. Mm -hmm. And then on the bus, suddenly the process I, mean, I would say the core process of really being with that sense of deficiency, really feeling that sense of being uh, weak and uh, reduced somehow opened up in my heart and I was feeling super vulnerable, super exposed. Yes. <laughs> And I was reflecting on it, I was oh, okay, so this, this now resumed and, and on on a very deep level I'm thankful for it because I after having read The Point of Existence and really come to understand on a on a on a deep level the the um, the truth that is in it the truth of really working with our um sense of identity and and really addressing the question of what am i what am i truly uh, addressing the question of who am i who do i take myself to be and this um notion of the true self versus the constructed self or the personality or the accumulated self or whatever we wanna how we want to label it or define it. That process resumed and that sense of vulnerability came into picture. And then suddenly the insight that came to me is, wow, imagine being busy all day. If I would if I was busy from morning to evening, I would not have time and space to actually be intimate with the with the really subtle workings of that process which is mm-hmm. such a delicate process and feeling my 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 ego and my my sense of person disintegrating mm-hmm. um speaking about this i also feel a sense of um calm uh, while at the same time, I notice how my structure in this very moment, how my, my um, sense of my su- surface level self, you could say, is churning and, contra- and contracting and somehow, uh, the best way I can describe it is through this movement Well, I, I do with my hands, it's, it's, there's a kind of tension uh, that, mm-hmm. is, that is in process and... I also notice how my words are getting a bit like the weakness, I also feel it's coming through my words somehow that there are certain blockages and certain barriers in my system that is uh, somehow warping my, uh, my reality.
1: Uh. (laughs) Mm. Yeah.
0: And I was wondering, actually, so what I was going to say is I was wondering on the bus, is this going to come up? Is this going to be included in the podcast? Because it's a very sensitive topic and it's also mm-hmm. a very deep topic. And and I didn't prepare anything before coming on this podcast. So I felt, you know, I'll just see what, what happens. And then you mentioned the point of existence, which, is, uh, which was on my mind just before coming yeah. on and then now it's happening.
1: Yeah. That's the kind of magic of being that brings us what we need, or so that the topics, if we can really be with what is actually happening. And I so appreciate what you're sharing. It really, I feel it. It activates. I feel my heart uh, coming more foreground, in that deep. It's such a sensitive uh, terrain, terrain of narcissism, or um which we all share and something I and it's just really difficult, challenging to feel, to feel the kind of deficiency you are you are speaking to, you are experiencing, and to not to not defend, to not do something, to distract, and to allow what I what I so appreciate and In our teaching is how things are being normalized, Mm. how that sense of deficiency is being seen and understood as part of the ego that we all that we all share. Um, And also, I remember. It's a long time ago, but I kept I, I read I read the book several times because it's such a deep and important terrain and uh, I remember how it how it touched me um that sense of hopelessness and helplessness and meaninglessness that can come when we explore that kind of deficiency. and I I remember reading and and saying, oh, I can actually feel hopeless like feeling hopelessness I find I I found and find it's one of the more challenging, states because it so easily feels its bottom line it's real it's hopeless there's nothing more nothing else but to feel actually hopeless they say oh it's a sense of hopelessness doesn't mean it is hopeless but I'm being with a sense of hopelessness Mm. and helplessness and um, I remember how that was how that brought a shift and seeing seeing it being named and being understood what it is and encouraging me um to feel those states without doing something um, to not feel and also not allowing the conclusions or not going with the conclusions of my mind oh that means that i'm a very deficient person that's it but that vulnerability and the exposure that can bring and uh, it's quite something it's really good to have um, friends on the path with whom to walk that to walk those processes
0: Mm. yeah immediately when you said that emerged this uh, awareness of loving kindness that, that quality in of itself how how that is a friend, (laughs) I feel that's such a deep friend, loving kindness is such a deep friend. Um, And I really appreciate what you bring in here and how you speak about, you know, I I really resonate with what you're saying in terms of how narcissism um, and deficiency is being normalized. So it's not something to, to reject or something taboo, but it's rather a part of a bigger process, a bigger understanding of uh, our human potential, what we are as human beings, and um, the, de- the, the developmental process uh, that, 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 that is integral to everybody who is human beings. And I feel, yeah, the DIN approaches, with, without a doubt, contributed so massively to, to that for me. And I also wanna emphasize the distinction you made about, you know, when hopelessness or meaninglessness or whatever difficult state may arise, uh, that there can be a shift where one ceases to identify with the state, but can allow it in its full, full expression and allow the experience of the state without identifying with it. And and then, like you said, identifying, oh, I'm a deficient person, or I'm a weak person, or I'm a useless person, which then becomes Mm -hmm. a box and a limitation. And you could say, becomes a prison of some kind.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Have you experienced that shift when when an identification dissolves or lets go?
0: Hmm. So, I would say that the process that's taking place now, in a fundamental way, I wouldn't say that I'm identify with it. So, I'm very aware that it's content, like all of it is content, which is allowing me to, you could say, be more, I mean, be involved and intimate with it, and also the wisdom that's, that's, being transmitted particularly through the through the through the teaching through the books through through this um, the words and so forth i see how valuable this process is so i actually have a love for it <laughs> i actually love it I, I feel grateful that this can take place that i can actually have access to this understanding of 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 us as human beings so there is a very deep love that gets activated. And and I I reckon it's connected or it's sourced from actually loving the truth and Mm -hmm. also being in love with the human potential, being in love with the process of truly growing, of discovering what is true, what is real. So I feel there have been plenty of times in inquiries or contemplations where I've become aware of yeah a self image or um, a self representation or something that I take myself to be, and then by seeing it in the in, with clarity and having an understanding of uh, that it, that it's a construct somehow or it's a, it's a part of a narrative or it's a, something arising in my awareness in my consciousness and it doesn't define me. Um, how that has led to openings and transformations and the emergence of different essential qualities now that said there are also plenty of times where i stay with a sense of tension or contraction for for a long period of time, for, for without it necessarily being resolved in a in a session or being resolved in me laying down on my bed simply feeling it or in the bathtub or f- for that walk, so it all depends. But that fundamental shift of seeing or differentiating between the content of experience versus the the light of awareness or the presence of the soul or um, the deeper mystery <laughs> at the depth mm-hmm. of what we are, that, that definitely has taken place, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah. I notice listening, I feel my, my heart coming more and more, and I have that sense, you know, this work is not for the faint of heart. I remember that reading in one of Hamid's books. It, it takes kind of that line-hearted, like staying with something that feels difficult and painful, And what, what makes that possible, like what, what, that we can, what kind of trust or presence makes that so that we can really hold out and feel what's there. And uh, I'm just also sensing what makes it so that you can speak to what you experienced on the bus and that sense of deficiency or weakness. Mm. What, what What is here that makes it so that it's possible to speak that truth and feel that? And what, what happens in you when you do? Mm.
0: Mm. So, yeah brings me back to what we talked about before coming on how like the role of honesty in in this work um, and I see that with this particular podcast which I feel it's, it's such an honor to to be able to have these conversations I, at one point I, I really reflected upon, you know, how do I want to show up in that space? And one of the key words that came to me first was honesty. So really being as honest as I can be uh, within the context of the podcast and um, being sensitive to, to everyone who's was here, to the listeners and to the whole context for the podcast. And speaking of this, again, what I'm in touch with is, is love. And I also feel that the field that we are creating in this moment is uh, is so warm and so, so I feel so saturated with, with a sense of trust, with a sense of transparency which is inviting or allowing this to simply come forth and for me to speak my honest truth and, and also give words to, you know, how I've struggled to, to, today. You know, I've struggled and uh, mm. I also struggled at school. Also noticing, ah, you know, I don't feel myself to be present enough with the children, seeing the limitations uh, mm-hmm. Of my own, of my own system, of my own being, uh, or of my own functioning, and all of these things, and and still simply rolling on, you know, <laughs> it's uh, I can't, I can't, I can't control it. This is this is what's happening. Yeah. This is what's happening, and uh, this is the truth, you know. So again, it really what burns in my heart right now, as we speak, is loving the truth, and for me, this has been the mm-hmm. greatest discovery or the greatest insight that's come to me is the, again, every time I speak about this, I lose words because the magnitude of the soul awakening or activating or recognizing the love of truth and the value that is in loving the truth for me is beyond particular realizations it it is the it is the uh, like it's the moving principle itself it is the movement of the divine it's the movement of the mystery you could say
3: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah
0: yeah so so that's that's what comes up for me when you speak yeah
1: yeah i feel that's all present at the moment what you're saying the, the, the mystery, the honesty, that sincerity, the vulnerability, those qualities. and uh, I, I, I remember there was a time a few years ago that I had that sense, oh, that discovery, love and truth are two sides of the same. And that was quite a that was quite a deep, that made a deep impact. Like, because before, and I'm not saying that it can still happen, but it much less before I had that, there was a fear that the truth, I couldn't, the truth would be overwhelming if I would be so, like, vulnerable and naked in whatever being is manifesting here, like, or speaking my truth or somehow that wouldn't be good or that wouldn't be something there was still a conviction of fearfulness um something else like hiding a little bit or Mm. and and then there was that that deep revelation no it's actually a truth where where love is not present is not a complete truth it's not there's something missing Cause it's, it's really a movement of, of love also the revelation of what, what is in mm. the, uh, so, so for me, the role of the heart in, in our work has been um, really, really important of learning about that. Um, understanding more what, what it is and love the start of what you're saying, the love for the truth. And uh for the truth and for the mystery and um, and we are in the mystery school in you know, a which is uh wonderful. Mm.
0: Can I ask you mm, what's what's been if you are you open to share some of something about your process of working with the narcissism and also maybe for the people who are not familiar with how the diamond approach view on narcissism if you could just give a brief um, mm-hmm. introduction to that and and if you feel inclined share a bit about your personal journey with that yourself
1: mm-hmm. um this is this is a very big field the working on narcissism and there's so much in psychology about the different kinds of narcissism but um in the diamond approach what we see or call narcissism is whenever we take ourselves ourselves as anything else than being than presence any kind of image or content of the experience whenever we take that as that is what what i am that is that is a kind of narcissism um I like that I think Adya Ashanti speaks of an innocent, it's an innocent mistake. It's like taking ourselves as something that is limited. Or, and um, so from that definition, like 99.9% of human beings um, live in that in that state of narcissism, which is the normal narcissism, you can say. Um which is a certain a certain developmental uh, stage of our of our development of of the ego, of the familiar sense of self. Um, but that means that means that we are disconnected from being, you know, in a certain way, from feeling, that we are being fundamentally, um, and being is uh, being can not can manifest not only as a as an ocean as something boundless, um, as the non-dual many non-dual traditions know the boundless um, oneness of being, but they, um the contribution. the diamond approach is about the being becoming a human being but still it's still part of the oneness but somehow and that is really mysterious how that can happen but it individuates without needing separating boundaries like uh, and um working working on the narcissism on uh, our needs to feel special, more than uh, um, working on on the issues can can help relax, can help dissolve those boundaries and bring that realization that oh there is still a sense of being an individual um, that is living, an individual life living in the world, but not of it, because we feel the connection to being. Being is living us, or, and we are being. And and that res- that, and so that sense of that's that's who we that's what we are. That's our identity, is is being is this this presence um, that somehow the mind cannot fully cannot fully capture or remember because it's a presence which is very different when we are in our ego sense of self the 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 mind tells us who or what we are or remembers Um, and when we are simply being we we don't need to think um there's a knowingness in in being so and um i'm just contemplating my own my own journey in that and with that so um there was it was quite excruciating working through that um through that what we call the narcissistic wound or that heart pain that can become so uh, intense when we when i when i didn't when i wasn't defending um And in my own um, journey in general, what has been most most challenging um, was working with a lot of intensity, like physical energy and fear. Those were um, the fear of the intensity of that, uh, which felt like an annihilating force or that like a nuclear fusion that would come when I would relax into what was there um so learning how to be with my nervous system throughout the years working on those issues has been really important like um and and somehow the issues about about trust trusting that i can be fully uh dissolving and that somehow uh being comes back or um that there is a benevolence in being um that has been really important and and again and again the heart so what comes again and maybe that is one of the one of the aspects that that were really important for me in that process um, in with my difficulties was learning about um, something we call living daylight or loving light. I don't know if you have heard about that. that is a that is the first uh, the bound a boundless dimension that when we when we are affected or impacted by that, the soul feels um, soothed, and relaxed feels like a benevolent presence that is both love and light it can be very subtle but when we feel that it allows us to relax and to not defend and to and then it's actually love that does work that melts that allows us to melt and to become empty or to be with the with a pain and then I'm just I'm just experiencing this emptying out as I speak, like that emptying out, not knowing, and allowing being to come to come newly and inform me about what what wants to be said. It feels very much at the source of being, like being, speaking, and knowing that it is being, speaking. Um, and another discovery in my own process was um, when we start having experiences of essential aspects that all feel so uplifting and wonderful, like it feels we are in a different mode of experiencing. The deficiency is gone, and and then the ego comes back. Like oh, they, they, then it comes back with its rigidities or um, ideals, judgments, and um, and after a while, and and I had the preference, of course, I wanted more of true nature and essence and aspects, uh, the goodness of being um but something and that has to do with that love for truth the honesty you say really wants to be with what is so if there is ego it's so that prada melting and uh seeing that um it's all it's all being even even the states when i feel more contracted and limited if I explore and really allow, they are all part of the soul, what we call the soul, the individual experience. Um, so there was kind of a, um, the non-dual ego essence. It became all it. It didn't matter. And and now my sense is why I'm saying that it's it's one of the consequences of. Um, of, of what we call realizing the point, like knowing the identity, what what I am, um, this this beingness, it's so it's implicitly there, in opening me to wanting to know about anything and everything that comes up in my soul. Um, there's it's there's more ease to explore. When there is an identification coming up again, it's it feels thinner or thinned out. It thins out more easily. um Just make a pause and and see what how that lands in myself. What I'm saying, and then you also. Um, So that sense of, of living daylight. Um, that is what comes now, what I'm aware of. That um, loving light. And it's just, it's something that has accompanied me from I remember when I was very young, like maybe five or six, and I was, I like to go into the fields. And I was looking for bushes like I was I, I just loved to see the sunlight coming through leaves, that, that kind of color in the sun. And I was just lying under those bushes and feeling so held, so feeling held in the universe and without even thinking. But it there was that confidence that all would be well and no worries. In that sense, um, deeply, deeply feeling held, Um, and it was it was a very. I wasn't thinking. I was just something in me was looking for that, and I needed that probably in my childhood upbringing. There was a lot of tension between my parents often, and uh, which brought a, a sense of anxiety or confusion so I went into the fields and I my sense is a lot of us have that connection to nature for example Um, going out into the forest or nature where we can experience some of that kind of holding that allows us to to relax and to really feel what's here I'm curious, what What are you experiencing, Lizzie?
0: <laughs> Sunlight. So the moment you give words or gain a name to loving daylight or the holding I really felt it come into the whole field and became primary in my experience as well and with that a sense of levity a sense of transparency a sense of lightness of being and in the moment where you asked me what is happening inside of you I was looking into your eyes and in some sense I'm here and at the same time I can't ro- really locate myself. There is such an openness, there's such a, a luminosity of presence that is endless. Mm. Yeah. So much space in, in all directions and the... Such a deep, grounded stillness of being.
1: Yeah, beautiful. I'm feeling that stillness too, in that uh, warm, light, lightful quality. That feels so welcoming. Of what is what is alive, and that is really that what we need often in our journey. I remember that um, poem. I think of Hafiz. That um, I don't remember the words, but about what makes the rose open um, to the. It, it needs the sunlight. Um, to open its petals, otherwise we would all be too frightened. There's something about that, that we would be too scared to relax and to expose ourselves and even feeling the fear is not possible at times if there is not a minimum of that welcoming quality Mm. um, around or in ourselves. We, we don't even want to feel the fear. And, and of course, when we receive teachings about the living daylight, this boundless quality, the loving light, what it also brings out often and what needs to be explored and is is a beautiful contribution in our work, I feel is working with um, with a hatred with with that which says, well, um, that is not trusting and that feels angry and disappointed. like where where now they're telling us that fundamentally the universe is benevolent, there's this goodness. Where was that and, and seeing all the suffering in the world. It very often it brings up in us that, um, that voice and that, um, hatred and not wanting to open or to trust, which is one of <clears> the, <throat> one of the things I loved in like how we include and how we understand and invite working with hatred with that sense of devil in us or, um, how we how we also normalize that, that is something else. Um, and then working through the hatred, really allowing us to feel that what, what is that? How it can bring us back to feeling a sense of that peacefulness and power also and mystery like uh, so it's not it's not avoiding or it's not um, it's really, it's really being very curious and in including that for me. That has been um, so important. I, I remember um, receiving the teachings on the on the quality that we call the the plaque latifa, um, which has to do with the power, the, the an aspect of power and peace and. The mind is quiet, um, in a sense of the mystery, the intimacy with the mystery. And um, when that is um, distorted, it manifests as as kind of hatred against ourselves, or against others, and the world, and anything that is good or And I remember, I remember that I was so scared that if I feel all my hatred, if I feel that hatred, there's nothing good left. The good, like I had that deep belief that hatred is more powerful than love. It was that split. And, um, And I was so scared to actually explore because I felt, well, maybe everything is going to be destroyed with that. Um love will be lost. And to my surprise, that was not what happened. and and I'm 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 remembering and feeling it now, the deep, um how I felt a kind of love that wanted to go towards hatred and wanted to know, like, wanted really to know what's it about. and it's a fierce love, but also really a, uh, um, like a kind of indestructible love it's really but i needed to experience that to actually so that it could land and um really become part of um what i what i what i feel i i what i know and sometimes those places we have to revisit it's not enough once to learn we need to there are different aspects and um, but it's so powerful as a group to explore hatred for example and remember how powerful that is to invite each other um, in a way that is with awareness like not acting out but really allowing that kind of energy that powerful energy that wants to get to feel peace, at peace, with ourselves and and with what 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 we are at each moment, like simply being ourselves, that power in that also. No matter what anyone says or thinks, or no matter no matter what we think, but really just being what is.
0: Hmm. Hmm. So such precious so such a precious precious sharing amrita uh, thank you so much for <laughs> and and I know when I say thank you for these things it's you know it's, I, I really feel it's it's being speaking so who is thanking who in some sense but it's it's just yeah. me. <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's <really> funny <laughs> <The> being laughing
0: <laughs> it's so funny yeah 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 so a lot of the time, you know, when thinking anyway, my what I wanted to say is, yeah, I just want to honor that transmission and the truth that's coming true. And a couple what arose as we were speaking is <clears throat> what is the particular pearl element in the dialogue we're having now? What has, if if we reflect on what's transpired, the dialogue that we've been having, what we've been exploring, what's being shared. What is the pearl quality for you mm-hmm. in your expression, in our expression? How do you see that?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Um, so so what I what comes is that that there is a sense of personally connecting, like a contact that is personal. I feel I feel you personally. Like uh, not only in a universal uh, awareness, but there is this this personal. Um, that doesn't mean um, that doesn't mean that I know a lot of personal details about your life, what you do, uh, but that that is a there is a sense of personal flavor, in in our dialogue, in our contact and a kind of intimacy also it feels like i feel your heart very close very here Mm. Uh, it's an intimate space where contact i find also what contact is very mysterious like um what what is it that is that can be in contact uh i have i have often contemplated what that means what that is also, relationship—if we don't—it can become so open up to uh, to many questions. But what what relating is, without effort, like it feels there's a an experience here and an experience over there that feels on the surface, but in truth, what's really happening? When you say it's being laughing or being speaking over there and here, what what is the personal in this here? So it feels there is a, it has to do with with the embodiment, with the whole full body experience also. So I'm sensing myself at the same time. And it feels it's a sharing of, of what I am, in this moment, and you are sharing what you are in this moment. With this love for what is what is real, what is going on, what is happening. That feels uh, there is a quality of newness also. I feel of freshness of newness. Mm and the uh, uh, sensitivity so that we don't perform you know we all know that when we when we perform instead of allowing speaking to come and i might make pauses because i don't know what to say next so i so i sit with that and With the not knowing. Mm. And I really love to be surprised by being here or being coming through you. Like it's so surprising often.
3: Mm.
1: Because we don't know what comes next. So.
0: Yeah, I, I, I hear I hear like a human or I, I hear someone saying, I mean, I just want to elaborate a bit on that, because we can't plan for what comes next. And then we have conventionally, in this day and age, we're such planners, you know, planning our mm-hmm. experience, planning our life to such, to, to such an extent, yeah. and what we're speaking of here. I mean, the moment to moment real time unfolding of human experience cannot be planned, um, although one can also perhaps see how resistance, for instance, is something one can choose to do. Um, I mean, when we speak of, I mean, the, the question around choice and free will is, is a whole uh, conversation one could have, but I don't want to open that domain. but. Um, my point was, yeah, just giving giving voice to how we as human beings in the conventional realm of experience tend to plan so much and, and also control, seek mm-hmm. to control the unfolding of life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And another thing that came up for me as you we were speaking, I very much resonate with everything you said, is this quality of character I find and 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 character not in this in the in the form of an actor but in the form of the form or the shape of each individual soul in in any given moment and how that's such a rich rich texture and such a richness in character in and, and it's very much linked to uniqueness So it's the expression of uniqueness somehow. And this is something, one of the things that I appreciate the most with having these dialogues to experience different characters of being, you could Mm -hmm. say and to sense your character and how i mean we're such complex organisms so to f- to feel the nuances of your character and to feel how you come through to feel how being comes through you all the little details of your expression in terms of your uh, your way of talking the pauses that you take the you know the body movements uh, Sometimes also, what I see myself doing is, for instance, if I... I <laughs> this is example with my father. I'm, I'm half Norwegian and I live in Norway. So my father ha- have, has certain expressions that I find so funny. And, and it's so, so original. It's difficult for me to say it because he's a Norwegian. We, we, we talk in Norwegian, although he is from Senegal. And I find when I meet characters usually what happens or often what can happen is such, I just erupt in laughter. It's just, there's just mm-hmm. such a brilliancy in, in character, in people allowing themselves to be themselves. And and another thing I want to say on that note is when I meet the character, I've what I also not do is kind of project social ideals and morals onto that person. Mm-hmm. I really want to meet them. So if they have certain perspectives that might be conservative or liberal, I kind of meet them where they're at and allow them to express their meaning, which might be different than, you know, the social paradigm or the postmodern perspective or the modernistic perspective, that they have a unique perspective on things that might also be full of hatred or full of be discriminated discriminating but that there is a space for that as well and it's a part of what shape or can shape a character there are so many levels to this conversation about character
3: mm. and mm.
0: i i just see every time or sometimes when i say something i say oh i can elaborate on this forever <laughs> not forever but i can elaborate on this so my point is i feel that yeah the value of character and and how that is something that I've, i really deeply appreciate with being human and it's so linked to our individual soul and personal expression
1: mm-hmm. i i feel the the lifeliness that comes when you when you were talking about that you know that invigorating aliveness and and joy yeah. and and also um that that brings me to that sense. I am I'm very interested in what happens a lot lately. The polarization that happens globally. I think it's it's happening, and I have been following and contemplating, and lots of sorrow also because things are getting so um, hateful, actually, or, or uh, so polarized. And your your attitude, that what you what you were. Bringing and upbringing now is really what what makes it what helps what helps to open to each other and to really ask so where 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 are you coming from what's your um and in that openness and in that the term character is not something i usually use so it's i'm i'm interested how you how you're using that mm. and um like what makes um the uniqueness is what I what I understand. The uniqueness you feel in each person, and the interest and curiosity, to really get to know a person in that way. So, um, I have. Um, I think I, I always had that sense. It, it's easy it has been easy for me for some reason to really to feel deep appreciation for human for human being like to really appreciate the uniqueness uh, and feel that curiosity. Um, And I sense I sense that in you, too, when when I listened to the other podcasts, the way you ask and really, really receive also. the appreciativeness. Um, And also maybe something I can add, I have in the past two or three years, I've um, had many personal losses, like uh, both of my parents um, passed and my my teacher passed and friends passed, uh, like losses, really deep losses. But I'm still I'm still digesting in a way, but that um, that topic of impermanence and that feeling and the losses and the emptying out and um, the grief that it had brought, it also really was a learning about the magnificence of one one human being, like of each human being, the personal, the uniqueness in that. Um, that deep appreciation um, and preciousness of each unique being, so that 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 has has deepened that in a way, mm-hmm. in 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 myself, I feel on, ongoing also.
0: Mm. And the linkage with, between the personal and the more and and mortality, you could say, mm-hmm. how because within the context of being a human, let's say we live for 80 to 100 years, then that body drops. And I mean, from the perspective that the soul lives on, there will be newness in, 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 the, in what follows and something that actually dies away. Because a lot of the references we have and how this character of ours has been formed is directly linked to this human vehicle, you could say. Mm-hmm. So I also see or what you said there just brought a new linkage between the, the personal and mortality and how that is such a a golden link somehow.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I wanted to say one thing. I feel I mean in this day and age <laughs> I, I've I've heard and seeing that there is a lot of moralistic judgment of what what we should think what should we what should be our uh, perspective on things and in some sense uh, there is evolution happening because people are coming more open-minded more inclusive less less discriminating and and so forth and then one can also tend or what can tend to happen as well is that you start to discriminate the people who discriminate and then they become Mm -hmm. excluded. Right. So Mm -hmm. I feel this, this appreciation and openness also is linked to respect and tolerance, Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. tolerating difference and tolerating, um, which also means tolerating people who may discriminate somehow. uh, And, Mm hopefully obviously that can be difficult and can lead to conflict because essentially discrimination uh, often leads to conflict uh, between races or people or people of different minds so i i guess one thing that yeah, comes true for me is that sense of openness, but it's also a meta-openness, an openness that is all, not only open to a certain sector of reality, but different human beings and that different human beings have different views and different perspectives and different morals. And that also needs to be included. And if one brings joy and lightness into that conversation without it becoming overly serious then one can actually also experience more light in these conversations, although they can be very heavy because the topic uh, usually can be linked to a lot of trauma and also mm-hmm. a lot of historical, uh, um, yeah, let's just say trauma, yeah, wounding, huh? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just wanted to mention that. Everyone just wanted to mention that, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I. I hear that radical openness you are describing that uh, when the moment we have those values of tolerance and non-discrimination and, and then there are people who are intolerant or who discriminate, like, are we then saying no, <laughs> that's not, you know, so that meta level you're speaking to, um, how do we, how do we navigate that? Know um, how do we also living with each other as humanity? Like how do we protect those um, who are suffering? Like when that is being acted out, the discrimination and racial discrimination, gender discrimination, all kinds of. Um, I mean, it's it's a, it's a very deep topic that it's we're probably not going to go deeper now, but it's really something very important because. Um, inadvertently we might we might become less open if we start to um, if we start to reject those who who are not open-minded or who are not um who are not agreeing with the tolerance that that we feel comes from our deeper being. So how do we again, how do we approach how do we keep engaging or speaking, um, and it's, it's it's something challenging, I think, that we are all learning, hopefully. Um,
0: I want to ask you about something related to this. Um, indirectly, we've been talking about how do we approach life? How do we approach discrimination? So which brings in the notion of functioning, you know, how do we function in life? And a lot of i know that from my own experience and i've heard it uh, in many places that a lot of time a lot of the time we suppress what's happening inside or repress what's happening inside in order to cope as, an, as, mm-hmm. as a as a way of coping and and often that is linked to functioning to be able to function in the world to be able to take care of things that needs to be taken care of which includes all the usual stuff of If you have children, you know, that's a whole universe in of itself, right? To take care of a child. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, you have bills to pay, you need food on the table, all of these things. And in everyday life, being present at work, meeting up, you know, showing up. So how do you, what's been your personal journey of then probably also being more in egoic functioning to then being more in a... um, Uh, luminous kind of functioning or functioning from being or doing from being or um do you see do you see Mm, this
1: yeah so you are you are speaking to the what we call the rubbing the rubbing that happens to so that the pearl is can be developed or that the pearl is learning how to function because the pearl is relating and functioning and from the egoic sense that um we feel it's all up to us like we need to do things and we are disconnected from the deeper ground and it makes it the functioning usually is is a lot of there's a lot of strife and effort and hardship and um and pressure um and um over overthinking also so I, I remember experiencing, and I felt I felt I, I was very efficient in that kind of in that kind of functioning. But then starting to explore, starting to feel really in my in my process um, more and more being undone, like structures being challenged and dissolving, which brought a lot of shaking sense of i can't function actually i'm not i don't know how to function and um wanting to really wanting to be myself seemed not compatible um i didn't know how i would function from that place and and holding that question and exploring how i felt without that sense of um i'm doing it all it's me i'm doing that as a separate being i my own process and i'm a bit i'm a bit uh, hesitating because it feels so there are several uh, threads mixed and i don't know yet anymore what's what exactly but i felt that that deep um sense of incapacity to function also like i I don't know how to function which feels difficult to experience and that and but then again that deep love to to be with to wanting to know what what does that mean and to to start experiencing that there is that that it's being is functioning it's really not um That that experiences we all have, even when we are more identified with a familiar sense of self, there are times when we feel more ease in functioning without knowing we are more connected. We are more relaxed and functioning is just happening with more ease. So that gives us a kind of taste so we can explore what happens in those moments and what happens when that goes away or what how do we experience ourselves or what are our fears in functioning? Often there are fears about failure. Um, um so now where where I feel it has to do with a deep trust that developed that I feel developed. Or, or became more conscious uh, that deep trust that that the unfolding and functioning of being and also this personal individual being uh, is most intelligent, most attuned, most appropriate. The more the more there is relaxation, the more there is a, a listening into with all my senses and a giving uh, and a um, remembering to sense and to breathe and the more this is here the more the functioning is being intelligent and taking into consideration the whole of the situation and that and that has developed over time and the sense of ease and the sense of um lightheartedness you also you were speaking about lightheartedness, and which is actually really um, important when we work with a lot with uh, trauma, with others sort who of trauma, that there can be a that the heart that there can be a lightness also. Um,
0: can I ask a question on that?
1: Of course. I was just thinking, <laughs> did I answer your question so <laughs> or did you say, ask something else?
0: <laughs> so let's say you're cleaning your the dishes or you're mm, cleaning your house or you're going for a walk or you are going to meet friend at a cafe and then you have to make a particular bus because you don't want to be late. I mean, if you have that perspective of not wanting to be late, do, do, do thoughts like that come up, like stress, for instance, of rushing in doing the dishes because you have to make something where you may contract into becoming more... The, the the doer, then then that openness and expanded awareness of things magically unfolding and the dishes being done uh, brilliantly, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that the dishes being done brilliantly. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I can get stressed. I can get uh, in a in a rush. But there, there is something interesting happening. I catch myself that I'm getting into that rushing mode. Yeah. I know that there is a that there is a self-image connected with that. and the um, and I and I start wondering what am I rushing what what is it I'm rushing to? What is the fear if I don't rush? So there is that ongoing with that. And then there is almost a joyful allowing that. Which is very different from from feeling. Oh, I need to work on that. I, you know, rushing is not. <laughs> that's not what I. They, but there's almost. Yeah. So let's have it. Let's let's totally rush. Let <laughs> let's go with it, which brings that. Um, uh, it releases something, um, because when we when we start uh, doing the work, we get we get new ideals at times. No, and and there is some truth in that. We know that relaxed is 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 good, being relaxed, you know, but we often are not. We are we are tense. We are, you know, so it's a bit tricky at times. We get those new spiritual ideals, and we try to make ourselves fit, of course. You know, so it's it's good to play with that uh, to have that spirit a bit a bit playful, like you know let's let's have it, do your worst, you know like mm-hmm. like uh, come on and and also it comes from the heart when I say that I I can feel my heart, you know like yes of course yes of course this is going to happen again, you know you can't help it as long as it's it's something that's playing itself out and waiting or until it is being touched fully with our awareness and openness, which we cannot really make happen in that way. But um, I feel that that in in the diamond approach, we we, we learn how to make ourselves revelation-prone or grace-prone, you know, the, the way we um, learn how to relate to our experience from the very beginning. like be where you are, wherever you are. And then you start saying, oh I can't actually. I'm always doing something to to myself. You know how? How come? (laughs) Like but it's but it's the very the very spirit of the whole approach. There is that big love and benevolence, like invitation just just rest just come no and if you can't rest just let yourself feel all of that we want to know about that no that which is not resting that which is always doing and Mm. figuring out things and planning of course
0: Mm. Mm. i I feel there was a golden nugget in there um what you Uh (laughs) said yeah yeah, for sure for (laughs) sure I mean, becoming aware of the self image, I mean, this is particularly for people who are familiar with that terminology um, in action, and who is rushing, you know, and and really inquiring into the rushing, what is the fear that is driving the rushing, and so forth. Um, Yeah, and I was really linked to one of my self images or, or drives of being efficient. Like mm-hmm. it's such a deep, it's is such a deep program of efficiency. So when I do dishes, I've, I have the tendency is I do it so fast. It's like,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: and,
0: and that does include a sense of stress. That there is a stress element, and if I even if I approach the sink consciously. The tendency is that that programming gets activated, and then there is different degrees of stress involved in the in the action, in the doing, and even sensing my arms and legs and slowing down, doing different exercises, stopping. Even you know, there's such. I mean, that that action, that doing in of itself is such a is such a, a challenge for me in some ways. Without saying that it's judged you know it must be like this it shouldn't be stressed you know because the super you can come in uh, you know and, and say you shouldn't be like this you should be like that but yeah, yeah. it's just a, such a real live example you know
1: <laughs> yeah i love real live examples and there's something we have in common was i have that also the being efficient that's what i learned and what I notice also there is some hidden bright, bright sometimes in myself when I feel oh I can be so efficient, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's so funny my my husband he's not at all like that so we make jokes so we know that from each other, and he he doesn't mind he goes three times he takes out the the, the trash then he comes back then he takes something else then he comes back then he, he just doesn't mind it takes longer but he doesn't like to be efficient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and me, thought, why don't you do that while you're doing that? You can't, you know, so that is efficient. And and now it's just something so light, you know, it's light. And it, it doesn't, I don't feel, oh, I'm wrong because I want that uh, it to be efficient, but we can really learn from each other also. And uh, and it's in a, in a, we laugh about that, you know, we know that. And, and also, of course, I can also ask myself, so what there's actually being is, is efficient, but not, you know, you don't have to be, it can become a prison, if anything we identify with that we are, we need to be, it limits us to do it in different ways. You know, one time you, you wash your dishes brilliantly, efficiently, and another you take, it takes you 10 minutes for one plate, you <laughs> know, and you can play with that you know you can try out different ways and see how it feels and i like that growing freedom that we can find mm-hmm. if we not only are curious and open to what what um you know things we do automatically usually and uh, just be curious to make little changes and see how it feels or, um yeah, that—that's what it's. Uh, we can find those in everyday life. So many examples of that, right, where, where some very deep um, self-images or patterns play play themselves out. Hmm. A lot of gold to be found there, also.
0: For sure, and and I felt. I was I I just make me smile that example of yours because what came to what came to my mind when you spoke of that is also how we're differently culturally informed because the Portuguese culture or Spanish culture is so radically different than the Norwegian one and German one. I think the German and Norwegian are more similar than than or is the Norwegian and the German culture is similar and the Spain and the Portuguese culture is more similar. And the efficiency Mm -hmm. mode is generally more emphasized in the northern uh, cultures, while the southern culture is is more laid back, taking it easy. So I feel that that is such a great example. And because you mentioned that your partner is Portuguese, huh?
1: Yeah, exactly. I agree. That's my experience too. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah, the middle way. <laughs> mm. I feel now is a good time for a song.
1: I was just thinking that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's go for it.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Let's see here. Luz
3: do sol que a folha traga e traduz em verde novo. Folha em graça, em vida, em força, em luz Céu azul que vem até onde os pés Tocam a terra e a terra inspira e exala seus azuis Reza, reza o rio Roça, beira, doura, areia Marcha o homem sobre o chão Leva no coração uma ferida acesa Dono do sim e do não Diante da visão da infinita beleza finda por ferir com a mão Essa delicadeza, a coisa mais querida A glória da vida, luz do sol, que a folha traga e traduz, em verde novo, em folha, em graça, em Doura a areia Marcha o homem sobre o chão Leva no coração Uma ferida acesa Dono do sim e do não Diante da visão Da infinita beleza Vinda por virir com a mão Essa delicadeza A coisa mais querida A glória da vida, luz do sol, que a folha traga e traduz.
1: It's a really beautiful song about the sunlight, which the way, the way he sings it and plays it really brings that quality. We have been speaking about that living daylight, loving light. It uh, gives life, gives warmth, and this um, this gentle dynamism like the river. The river that flows to the ocean, um, being bathed or being receiving, feeling that quality, how it really relaxes the being, makes it feel that boundless being that we are. I just, I was just feeling that a little bit playful also, a little bit joyful in and, um, and the the quality of revelation also and about um, really the, uh, he calls it the glory, the glory of life, like um, the the remembering, the acknowledging how wondrous how wonderful and wondrous the hereness, the very hereness of us is that we are here, we are experiencing, and in this uh, luminosity
0: um,
1: that can bring illumination to everything inviting everything and uh, so that that what that is what what comes now um as i was listening again to that and i'm curious what what how that affects you listening to this song
2: <clears throat>
0: yeah the the word creative dynamism and and sunlight really much resonates and vibes with my experience listening to that i felt very free in my movement and i felt a sense of oneness with the tune and my soul it spoke to my soul or in in, and enlivened my soul in a particular way that was in resonance with the frequency of the song Yeah it was so much pleasure it was delightful
1: yeah yeah it brings out the the delight i feel it, it brings out the delight in being like in that um also something about the newness i feel that that newness and also he mentions i mean it's uh, in portuguese but he mentions also the human being walking on earth and carrying the a wound a wounding so that is i find that i don't know what originally he he's he means to say but what how i how i, how I interpret it and feel it is is the deep in a wound when we are disconnected from The depth of our being and without knowing what we are missing but we feel that wound and we are reminded of that wound and um and somehow it 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 felt fitting how that combines with what we are speaking about how we need that not to be in touch with our wounding and that deep hurt and pain and that can feel excruciating how we need that invitation of that sunlight of that loving light that makes us relax and be with with our wounding Mm -hmm. instead of covering it up hiding it pretending it's not there Mm -hmm. making us wrong because we feel wounded
0: yeah and my heart goes out to all the human beings that that feel yeah. that this loving late, loving daylight, is inaccessible, that it never comes, yeah. because there are many people in that situation, um, like even coming to my mind in this very moment. So, um, yeah, yeah, my heart goes out to them.
1: And, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Let's let's send that out.
0: Yeah, okay. Let's send that out. Yeah.
1: I start to feel a sun in my heart. How do you feel your heart,
0: Vazi? There is definitely a kind of blooming or or a kind of richness that is happening, but uh, with a lot of texture of depth and sensitivity. So there is a particular texture that is linked to the kind of compassion that emerged before. Mm -hmm. There's a compassionate... um, Compassionate kind of radiance, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of makes me makes me see that light falling through green leaves. You know, the sunlight falling through green leaves. It, it has that green and that like that compassion and sensitivity, adumend, and it has the light like that uh, kind of joy also. The, that mixture. And they I think there's a name like uh, lime green, I think we call it the lime lime green, because it's a yellow green combination of that lightheartedness and compassion. Mm. So that's what I'm what I'm experiencing. And I sense you And it's it's also, you know, I uh, it's funny, there were two songs I sent you, and I, I thought of playing them the other way around. First, the other one, and you chose this, and perfect. You know,
3: it's, <laughs> it's
1: just, and you know, I could feel that. That we all know that you you, you think you plan something, and then something else happens, and there is a there is a moment of <laughs> like something wants to, <laughs> yeah. and then and then this oh no, it's different. You know, it's not what, and then and then this. Relaxing in this, oh, I wonder how that is. You know, this is reality is doing it differently Mm. than my small mind could imagine, you know. For a long time in my journey, I had this kind of, not a mantra, but that the unthinkable, the unimaginable happens, you know, because my mind always tried to think out things, how they would go and how... And then reality comes, The you can't think of what, what our explorations will will reveal or the different aspects that are being born or, or felt. It's so surprising often. And if you have a certain idea and fixed idea where it should go, well, it, it just limits uh, what you can open to also. So it's really, so I appreciate <laughs> that 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 you did it the other way around
0: (laughs) and and it's it's so interesting how you also talk to the shattering you know the shattering that happens when one has a plan or something planned out and it doesn't Uh go that way and then the beautiful attitude or the mature attitude of then opening up to the new experience being curious of what happened and then going with the flow you know what I mean? There is such—I feel there is such a joyful quality that in that that lightheartedness of just going with the flow, and then also perhaps having the curiosity, oh, what happened there, and so forth. But there is that sense of malleability,
1: yeah, So the soul,
0: yeah. as opposed to when there is a very strong cathexis or a very strong identification with 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 one's perspective and how things should be. Usually the rigidity and the defense is so strong that it leads to um, sustained dissonance or sustained contraction or sustained resistance Mm -hmm. as opposed to you know that sense of fluidity which you which you which you really uh, so beautifully expressed uh, in that process your process yeah
1: yeah it has to do with the trust is my sense with the deep trust that that being knows best like what what happens is what can happen what is optimal and like to navigate that like uh, which is such a deep process and challenges us our own will you know that uh i want things to go like i i know best mm. what's best and all those ideas we have and 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 I do, I do feel that there is more trust in me. Like there's really, it's 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 more like a subtle, like oh wait, there was an idea and now it's different. And let's, but that that it's a it's an easing in much more than before. I notice the difference now that it's just a, a, some old issues are not here anymore. In, in this in the way I've known them when I would um that that would not allow me to go with the flow, like to open, you no, know, which was a sense of re, re reaffirming a kind of uh an identity, a self, um, a sense of self I wanted to hold on to. Um and allowing being that the dynamism that you mentioned also allowing that dynamism, really um, dissolves those those structures, and brings brings out that that I don't have to words now you see, this is also happening, because I I don't know yet. just sense I sense my head, I sense the ground like something is happening in the, as if something says the, do you dare to be quiet now? like <laughs> <laughs> nothing's coming like feels we get more naked when we have nothing to say at times. Hmm. Mm. But that also, that also might might connect. I don't know if we have time, but for the the second piece has to do with that, with a kind of falling that we might experience during our journey, the inner journey, where there is a sense of um, the structures are not, not here, not carrying, and then there is a sense of loss of control, of falling, the fear of falling, and the sense there's no no ground we lose our ground i don't know if you have if you have uh, experienced that
0: what i feel moved to go into uh that you i just wanted to mirror one thing and and see if i understand you correctly in terms of your process so in some sense what i hear you saying is like with the process of transformation that's taken place over the decades of uh, inner work you could say that there is um, that the identification with the ego falls away more and more and more and more and also that the ego structure itself can perhaps become more porous, that there is more space in one's consciousness so that whenever there is a trigger or whenever the ego reacts to, to reality or to what, what goes down, the soul is so much more expanded beyond the ego that it can allow for life to unfold, including the egoic contraction that happens and not go along with it, not contract with it, but rather allow for the for the emergence of whatever takes place. And then the wisdom, which for me links in with the basic trust that you're talking about, has matured and ripened in the soul. So there is also the wisdom that this is what's happening. This is the way. This is the optimal path. And one sees... <laughs> In clear light, how the predisposed idea or the preconstructed idea somehow uh, f- fell short and and was yeah a construct that that didn't that, that didn't uh, that wasn't the way basically in in with 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 a natural sense of humility, I feel that is mm-hmm. such an objective natural sense of humility. Uh, in, in the phase of reality and, and the dynam, dynamism of reality of really listening and, and trusting and, and and the wisdom that is in that.
1: Yeah that sounds it sounds good how you are you' describing that's so very succinct. Mm. I, I, I feel that's what what's happening and and so what, what I what I noticed is that every time an identification comes comes up, which still happens but it feels it's held in there is an awareness there is a shining through a transparency is more there that seems to be related to that the, the to the realization of the point that that gives that gives a sense of that openness and carefreeness of whatever is arising like the ego um not being a fundamental identity like so identification in itself it doesn't take root in a way that it had mm. although there can be difficulties arising difficult states and stages but there is something fundamentally that is not um a deep deep trust and implicit confidence mm. um that that And nothing that that is arising ultimately defines and determines what or who I am. And there is also a lovingness in in, like wanting to know, wanting to um, what I'm now experiencing is feeling the helplessness at the core of all those images we carry because they're ultimately not not real. We often we need to um we find out and and feel our helplessness that we can't do it. We can't make ourselves not feel this or not be identified. We really can't do can't do it in that way. There is an objective helplessness that that we learn to ease into to feel the helplessness not as something bad it's just pointing that ultimately it's already everything that is happening where we learn and grow is is being learning and growing and not a separate entity like i really can't do it and that also brings that what you what you uh call the the humility like i know why I, I can't do it this this i my mind is not um, that intelligent, like there is a much deeper intelligence that is working. And um, and I had to work with a lot of issues about learning about trust also that developed. But now there is a certainty, there's really a certainty and it uh, mm. feels like a um, very solid very solid openness to, it's, it seems contradictory, but that solid openness to what is um, and to the dynamism of what is. And, um, and I have always experienced the kind of dance that I felt that I so love to know and to lo- to know more. And I also love to, forget all that i knew like being fresh being new and receive being so open so radically open that new knowledge can can be revealed and how to and that both are coming through being like that but all that i know seems such a such a such an island in the midst of this ocean of of what is not not known or what is yet to be revealed or so um that that's what i mean how can we make ourselves revelation prone like the, in every moment something wants to wants to inform us and uh, if we dare to listen in with our senses and and breathe and and feel
0: I feel I get and get a very strong image coming up for me. And it's the image of if you have a million threads, a million threads within within a personal self, and then all the threads are in, let's say, black or in multiple colors, and then there is one golden thread. And the golden thread is the thread of loving the truth of following the truth of one's experience which you shared eventually leads to that objective understanding of helplessness being integral to ego egoic life that that there is an intrinsic helplessness in ego Mm -hmm. activity and 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 functioning from the ego and in life in general in the sense that which is very, also very much linked to control. I feel like you know, trying to control our experience, control life, and so forth. So it was just an interesting, uh, yeah, image that came up.
1: How, how do you feel? How does that image affect you?
0: So I feel the golden, the golden radiance, the golden um, warmth, the golden density in my heart which is a, is a direct manifestation of recognizing the value of truth and the value of loving the truth how, how that's such an, it's not an abstract yeah. idea that is a yeah. reality <laughs> that is a principle that's that's what's going on for me yeah
1: how does that relate to about what you said at the beginning when you were struggling feeling those parts that feel deficient or weak or how, how's it now
0: i mean in this very moment i'm 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 in contrast to how I was experiencing myself on the bus on the way here is a different reality. Yeah, a different reality. Um, At the same time, I'm in this, I'm I'm in the same reality, if I can put it Mm -hmm. that way. So there is definitely a sense of ease. um, There is no sense of deficiency. Let me, uh, let me tune into that. Is there a sense of deficiency? Let me put it this way fundamentally i feel very comfortable and there is a sense of contentment and expandedness and joy simultaneously i'm aware of my structure there is still an ego structure in my soul and that is still carrying tension so there is tension in on the surface level of my of my consciousness however the light of awareness or the 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 essential domain is vastly more dominant than the structures Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: vastly more prominent than the structure and then
1: does the tension is the tension being touched by the light or by that vastness is it allowing to be touched?
0: I feel that the the, 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 the tension is included
2: mm-hmm.
0: without there being a, a, a direct agenda around it. So there is no yeah. idea of trying to dissolve it or change it. So it's simply included in, in the experience. Yeah. yeah and then my heart my soul is engaged with the conversation with you being here with mm-hmm. you and all the juicy topics that we've been <laughs> talking.
1: Yeah. about I have no idea how long I have to look
0: at the yeah, time we're think. coming we up- could yeah. go
1: we could go on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if we need to cut it here soon because we're coming up to 2 2, 2, 2 30, huh?
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I think around this time is good before we do that I wanted to ask you about I, I would love to hear the song towards the end like as an ending and before we go into that we've talked about the point I would love to hear your perspective on the point what is the point how do you experience the point
1: <laughs> in in a nutshell you mean <laughs> <laughs> No, this is a, a two to three day.
0: sentences, two to three. <laughs>
1: two.
0: <laughs> you feel this is a broad topic. Do you want to do you want to touch on it? Or should we should we close it with? Let's,
1: let's see. Um, yeah, I feel um, what I what I could say shortly will not be so useful. What I can say in one or two sentences uh, it's is so it has to do with identity like with um being knowing itself as as being in in this individual manifestation like i find it so interesting that that the capacity to identify with anything and taking it as being a me how where does that come from like that question i find that very interesting how do we how do we know like what makes it so that there's in this ocean of undifferentiatedness that there is something that we point to that that's me know that that we identify like we say we identify but what does that mean that means that there is something that knows something the flavor of identity itself i find that very interesting question and and going to the origin or core, which is a, a different angle, I'm, I'm now I'm now mentioning but that um, seeing everything that we have taken ourselves to be, exploring what we take ourselves to be in time brings that falling away, um, can bring the falling away of those identifications, um, and so I'm at a loss of words right now. As you can see, um,
0: if I if I ask you. What are you?
1: So the answer does not come from my from my mind. like not another content. I'm this person, I'm that no that is not um, it's really, it's really I I'm, I'm being, I'm this presence. That feels like it's an isness, and also an uh, an emptiness, the moment, and it's it's uh, that is that is that is what I what I am, and it's not it's not something that I can make a conclusion and carry it as an image. Mm. It's really this this isness and presence that is an awareness also of itself. Mm. That is a knowing of knowing of being
0: and I feel you're speaking from your heart there that like the core the heart Mm. of the heart. What would you say happens more on the surface of your experience what when you speak of this what's happening on the surface of you if you can relate to that question
1: Uh, i don't know if i understand your question exactly but what comes with this with this very deep uh, certainty or knowingness that is implicit um, everything else that is here there is an engagement a light-hearted and joyful engagement with the fullness of life with any other aspect like also that's included like this 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 body, this expression, this life, it becomes more um which I guess is we're going into the pearl, it's more fleshed out. It's it's more it becomes in fleshed, embodied. Um
0: Aye. and then we're to say
1: yes, yes
0: the image of the circle and the point that you mentioned
1: very good exactly that's what i just what i just felt what what what's coming yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah in the sense that something is is manifesting through our field through our dialectic yeah. you know something makes itself known mm. or is impacting us and uh also which I feel grateful. There's a gratitude, there's a a joy. Um, there's a sense, oh, there is like I said, we could go on and on. <laughs> and no time passes. Yeah,
0: no time passes.
1: But still there is a clock.
0: <laughs> there is a time. There is time for sure. There is clock time. <laughs> mm. Wow. What a what a delightful conversation. Like you say, we could go on for hours. I'm feeling so there is such a deep level of satisfaction contentment and the absence of resistance and feeling so involved and engaged in the conversation, which stands in contrast. Sometimes at work, I get bored. And when I get bored, there is an intense sense of resistance. At times it's an intense sense of like, oh, fuck. I don't want to be here.
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah.
0: sure but now this this is this is not the case this is there is a freedom here there's an openness there's a satisfaction
1: yeah yeah i feel i feel uh, i'm surprised i feel a kind of uh, restfulness i feel rested Mm. as if i had been resting (laughs) it's very it's surprising you know so yeah Mm. appreciating
0: so let's do the last song, huh? As a, this is the, this will be the ending, everybody. This After
1: is the, the this is the end.
0: <laughs> <laughs> After the song, there will be no more talks. So I want to give uh, deep thanks to, to uh, Britta, Britta, Britta. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's fine. All three ways.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I want to give yeah. thanks to Britta for coming on. Uh, words doesn't do it justice. I feel mm-hmm. everything has been said. I am mm-hmm. so thankful to have yeah, connected with you. It's, um, I feel so, I feel a sense of fortune, a sense of treasure, being connected with you and having Mm. had this conversation, uh, Mm. my soul meeting yours. Thank you.
1: Mm. Thank you, Buzzy. Uh, The delight is over here too. And I hope it has been, it will be useful or interesting for others, for our friends on the path.
0: Let's trust that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> OK, I'll play this song, yeah.
2: Have no fear, for when I'm alone, I'll be better. I'll be around to grow Who I was before I cannot recall Long long nights allow me to feel I'm falling, I am falling Safely to the ground, ah. I'll take this soul that's inside me now like a brand new friend. I'll forever. Line in the will to show I will always be better than.